So in preparation for this episode, I thought back on some of my experiences when I did Newsies in my freshman year. So I remembered this really great story about how one guy had to go to urgent care because he got sawdust in his eye. So basically, we're practicing a scene, half of us are on stage, half of us are not on stage. And this boy, uh, boy one, he takes some sawdust off this little like woodshop table and he throws it into the hair of this other guy, boy two. But boy two was ready. So boy two had sawdust in his hand already and he turned around and threw it right to boy one. But boy one was not, ex- he was not expecting this. So it went right into his eyes and he had to go and flush his eyes out with water in the bathroom. And then he went to urgent care and we had to have a really fun lecture with our director about playing backstage and not throwing sawdust in the people's eyes. So that's something we can really look back on, you know? Like, he didn't have to get any surgery or anything, but he could have gotten seriously injured. So I think that's something that's really cute. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Q2Q. My name is Zyla Jones and I'm your host, I've never said that before, I'm your host of Q2Q, the musical theater podcast. If you're new here, hi, I'm Nyla, I'm 16 and I am a theater kid and so this is my podcast where I basically talk about any musical that I want to and you guys listen. So, before I start anything, I want to apologize for my lack of episodes last week. Um, I was gonna try to do one, but I waited until the last minute to do all of my summer work for school, so I couldn't. And so I decided, hmm, I'm gonna do it for this week. So I waited a week and then did this. And it's Tuesday, it's 8.56 p.m. when I'm recording this. My first day of school has already happened. It was great, by the way, thank you. But my first day of school has already happened and I'm just starting to record this. So from here on out, I'm going to do a bi-weekly podcast just because this is my junior year and I want to stay focused, but I also really enjoy doing this podcast. So I want to, you know, give you guys the best, you know, episodes that I can produce. So I'll be doing a bi-weekly thing so that you guys can get even better episodes, Um, you know, quality over quantity, right? So, besides that, again, I'm sorry that there was no episode last week, and I didn't really, like, say that ahead of time that there wasn't going to be an episode. Um, If I actually set up my Instagram, maybe I can actually, you know, let you guys know. But uh, just know that from here on out, it's going to be bi-weekly. So, aside from that, today's episode is about Newsies. I'm super excited to talk about Newsies, another one of my favorite musicals. But this is a musical that I've actually been in. So my experience was Newsies. I did Newsies in my freshman year. In the spring, I played Elmer. Uh, not a huge role, but I was a Newsie. And I really liked being a Newsie because I was in a lot of numbers and a lot of dance numbers. I'm not a great dancer, but a lot of big dance numbers. I, I like dancing. A lot of big dance numbers, really ensemble-based numbers um, with a lot of my close friends. So that was super, super fun. The whole process... Newsies is definitely one of my favorite shows that I've ever done. The whole process was just so much fun. Like, I'd do it all again if I could. Um, I 
it was actually just so much fun. Um, the people that were in the ensemble with me, like we always look back on it and it's probably so annoying to people that like are sick of it, um, at this point because we talk about it all the time. So if I know you and you're listening to this, I'm really sorry you're going to hear me talk about Newsies again because it was two years ago and I don't shut up about it still. But anyways, this is, might be a little bit of a longer one. So I'm just going to jump right in to the history Again, you guys, maybe we know the drill at this point, but I'm just going to give you the history and then get into the plot and we're just going to have a really fun time. So, Newsies. It was, it's based on, which I get, most of you guys probably didn't know, it's based on the Newsboy Strike of 1899. We're going to go way back. It's based on that. That event turned into a movie in 1992, a musical movie. And then the musical movie was turned into a musical in 2011. So first, we'll start off, we're going to give you a real history lesson here. Thank you to my friend Brielle for helping me fact check some of my stuff. She did her 10th grade term paper on the Newsboys strike of 1899. So thank you Brielle for helping me to go over my stuff because I got all all my information from Wikipedia. (laughs) So the Newsboys strike of 1899 went from July 18th to August 2nd. And basically, it was a strike of the kids. Um, Newsboys are basically just newsboys, newsies, newsboys and newsgirls, newswomen, I don't really know. But um, they're basically kids, teenagers, that sell newspapers. Um, And basically their job is that they buy newspapers from Joseph Pulitzer, uh, you know Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize, you know Pulitzer, um, who was the owner of the World Newspaper, and William Randolph Hearst, who was the owner of the Journal Newspaper. For 50 cents per 100 papers, they buy them from the newspaper companies, and then they sell them, and then they get paid, like, personally to who they, from, they get paid personally when they sell a newspaper. So basically, they kind of, like, you know, they were making a living, they were, okay, so Joseph and William, they were like, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to raise the price of the papers to 60 cents per hundred. So basically, um, this meant that when the Newsies went to buy the papers, they had to pay more um, in order to get the same amount. And then essentially they needed to buy more to make the same amount of money that they'd make on a normal day. And Joseph was thinking, Pulitzer was thinking, this is going to get me more money, basically. But then the Newsies were like, we're not going to deal with this. And the Newsies from Long Island, they flipped out. And the Newsies from Manhattan and Brooklyn, they were like, we're going to follow suit. So basically, they started a strike. And the strike was basically they stopped buying papers from the world and the journal. They encouraged other people to stop buying from the world and the journal and there were some people called scabs. Those were newsboys and newswomen <laughs> that continued to buy and sell for the journal. And they just like beat them up. Like if they saw a scab, they would just beat them up because they didn't think it was a good idea. And they didn't hit the girl newsies. So the girl newsies could get off with still making their money because they didn't think that they should hit girls, which is respectful, I guess. Um, but basically they held this rally to get people excited uh, and uh, to get like all the newsies together. 
Uh, but then when they were there, they were like, hmm, maybe we should stop being so violent. Um, and so basically the way that the strike ended was that, um, well, first, hold on, sorry. I just kind of went away from my plan here. So the strike had multiple leaders, but the two main leaders were these two people named, one guy named Louis Belletti, also known as Kid Blink, and David Simmons. So Kid Blink, I'm just going to call him Kid Blink, very charismatic leader. He was really good at speaking and like influencing people through his speeches. Um, but at the end, uh, towards the end of the strike, uh, very sad, he accepted a bribe to sell the boycotted papers. Like Pulitzer, I think, bribed him um, to like leave the strike. And he left his leadership position as the leader of the strike. And the other guy that he worked with was David Simmons. David Simmons was the president of the Newsboy Union. Uh, and he also betrayed the strike. But after that, he became like the secretary of the Newsboy Union. So after David and Kid Blink left, the morale was really low. And they didn't, people stepped up to be their new leaders, but they couldn't really, they didn't feel like they could trust them. And so, um, how did it end? It ended with a compromise. They decided the price was going to stay at 60 cents per hundred, but the newspaper companies had to buy back the unsold papers because before when the newsboys couldn't like sell all their papers, that was just like wasted money. So, so the new compromise said that the newspaper companies had to buy back the papers in order for the newsies to keep their money. So there's a relatively quick summary of the actual newsboy strike. So... Then in 1992, um, it became a movie, a movie musical directed by Kenny Ortega, who he also directed like High School Musical, I think. He directed Descendants. He's directed a lot of other Disney movies. Oh, it's a Disney movie, by the way. The music was done by Alan Menken, who's done the music for Little Shop of Horrors. He's done music for a lot of stuff. I only know Little Shop of Horrors, but he's very well known in the Broadway community. Um, at first, it was a box office bomb, but then after it was released to home video, it became a very cult classic movie. Kid Blink became Jack Kelly. Um, I don't really know why they didn't keep it. Kid Blink is kind of a cool name. But David Simmons became David Jacobs, also known as Davey. And in the movie slash uh, Broadway musical, um, Davey doesn't betray the um, newsies. It's only Jack who does that. Um, so then in 2011, Newsies became a Broadway musical. Music, music is still by Alan Menken. Um, the book was by Harvey Firestein, who actually played um, <laughs> Tracy's mom in the, original, or in the original Broadway cast of Hairspray, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but it premiered in the Paper Mill Playhouse from September to October of 2011. It opened on Broadway at the Nederlander Theater for previews like during a week in March. And then it ran until August of 2014 and it had 1,004 performances. I, in the scheme of like, in the big scheme of things, I really don't know if that's a, like a lot of performances, but I think that's so cool. Like that's, that's actually so cool. Um, and then they had a North America tour from October 2014 to October 2016. They went from U.S. to Canada. And then the musical was filmed and made into, like, a movie kind of thing. Um, like they did for Hamilton this year. Um, and it was on Netflix, but now it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, and so the cast, 
Um, oh, the musical... Um, hold on, I'm sorry. Backtrack. The cast. So, Jack Kelly in the original uh, Broadway cast was played by Jeremy Jordan. I actually do not know what else Jeremy Jordan has done besides Newsies, but you, you can look Jeremy Jordan up. He's a very well-known person in the Broadway community. Um, uh, he was played by Corey Cott in 2011. Uh, Catherine was played by Cara Lindsay, who was actually added to the movie. No, she was added to the musical as a love interest for Jack because we have to have that in a musical. And then Davey was played by Ben Fankhauser. Crutchy was played by Andrew Keenan Bulger, who actually played one of the brothers in Tuck Everlasting. I don't know which brother because I read that book in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Spot Conlon was played by Tommy Brocco. Les was played by these guys named Louis Grosso and Matthew Shetter. And Race was played by Ryan Breslin. But then he was played by Ben Cook on the national tour. Ben Cook is my absolute favorite person. So I tried to keep that as condensed as possible. Very sorry. In advance, if this is over an hour, I sincerely apologize. Um, I'm going to try to be less ranty and tangenty, but there's no promises. So if you listen to the end, I'm just going to thank you in advance. So we start off the plot with two of our main characters, Jack Kelly and Crutchy. Crutchy doesn't have a last name. So Jack Kelly... He's um, a teenager. He's very like fearless, kind of selfless. Um, he is essentially like kind of like the unofficial leader of his like newsboy like group, I guess. And he's friends with this guy named Crutchy, who his name is Crutchy because he's disabled and he uses a crutch. Um, they never explicitly say what his disability is, but one of his legs is like limp and he just kind of like, it like drags on the floor behind him. I'm not really sure exactly what that is, but it's a disability. Um, so they wake up and Crutchy's like, I can't sleep. And Jack is like, you'll be able to sleep better once we go to Santa Fe. So Jack really wants to get away from everything that is New York and his life right now. He really wants to go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm not exactly sure what's in New Mexico, like, besides the High School Musical House in Albuquerque. Not really sure why he wants to go to Santa Fe. Santa Fe is New Mexico, right? Yeah. I don't really know how he wants to go there, but he really wants to go to Santa Fe because it's green, it's clean and green and pretty, and, like, there's nothing, it's, like, less chaotic than New York. There's nothing stopping you, um... And so him and Crutchy, they sing Santa Fe, the prologue version. You have to be clear. It's the prologue version. They sing Santa Fe. So then Jack wakes up all the other newsboys. And we kind of get to meet all of them and see what their dynamic is like. And they start their day um, as they usually do. And they sing this, oh my God, the, one of the most fun songs in the show, Carrying the Banner. It's basically just them uh, going about their day and how they... Um, how they handle each day and it is actually one of the most fun songs that I've ever performed ever like I think it's my favorite song that we performed like to perform it in the show I think was my favorite I remember um the choreography was really difficult it was the first thing we learned first thing we started learning first song we started learning and the first dance we started learning and I remember like a group of uh, my castmates and I like the guy who played Jack the girl who played race, 
like a bunch of us, we would every single night after rehearsal, we'd stay like 10 minutes over just to practice carrying the banner. And that actually helped so much because every time we went to rehearse the dance, like it was good, but it was such a tiring number, but it was honestly so much fun. Like if I wasn't actually performing the last time that we did it, like during the last show, I probably would have cried. I was so self-aware, sorry, tangent. I was so self-aware during the last performance of carrying the banner because I was like, oh my God, this is the last time I'm gonna do this move. Oh my God, it's the last time I'm doing this move. Like it was so stupid, but it was like so, it was so fun. Like it probably, I could probably still do the choreography right now, but it's a really fun song with little like intermissions and stuff like that. Uh, during the song, we see that the these nuns like at the church, they help the newsboys a lot and like give them food and coffee. Uh, and then Jack also meets this girl named Catherine who is kind of, you know, insignificant right now. Or she, he just meets a girl. Her name's not Catherine. We're gonna get to her later. <laughs> so basically while they're buying, they're buying their papers for the day and we meet Mr. Actually, I don't, Wiesel, that's his real name. They call him Weasel. I forgot what his real name was for a second. This is he's who they, he works for the newspaper and he's who they buy the papers from. He like gives the papers to them. So while they're buying the paper, these two guys, they cut the line and everyone's like, oh my God, like, who are you? Um, and these people named Davy, it, it's this guy named Davy, David, and his little brother, Les, Leslie, probably. And so um, they're buying their papers and they are new to the newsboy community. And unlike most of the newsboys, they actually have a family at home. But the only reason that they're selling newspaper is because their dad got hurt when he went to work and then he lost his job because of it. So they need to make money, but they still have like a mother and a father at home and they have food on the table. You know what I mean? So they're a little bit different than Jack and the rest of the newsboys. So basically, um, they're talking and Jack sees a little brother and he's like, wow, you could, you know, you can get me a lot of money because people love little kids. And basically Jack is like, I'm, I'm gonna start working with you. So he kind of becomes friends with Davy and Les. Davy doesn't really want to be there, but Les is more enthusiastic, I guess. So cut to Pulitzer. Joseph Pulitzer, the man, the myth, the legend, owner of the world newspaper. So he's like, we need a way to make more money. And he decides, let's raise the price of the papers. I already explained the paying system, 50 cents to 60 cents. And he's like, it's gonna get me more money. It's gonna get me more sales. That's his thought process. He sings a song called The Bottom Line. Um, and it's basically like, when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, you have to do something. Like, that's the bottom line. Uh, it's that is honestly a skip song for me on the soundtrack. I, I Most of the time I skip that song. Like the guy who played Pulitzer in our production was really good. Um, and Pulitzer is a good character, but it's always a skip song for me. I never actually listened to it. So I couldn't recall any of the lyrics if I wanted to. Um, so um, Jack is, ooh, sorry. Jack is helping um, Les, learn, Les and Davey learn how to sell their papers. And this guy named Snyder, who basically is the owner of, or he like runs the refuge, which is like the children, basically like the children's like prison. It's like juvie, basically. Um, he sees Jack and his friends and starts chasing him down. And they run and they hide into this theater. Uh, 
And Jack doesn't tell his friends why they're hiding, right? And so they go into this theater, uh, but it turns out the theater that they ran into is owned by this lady named Meta Larkin, who is friends with Jack. I honestly am not exactly sure why they're friends. I think it's because maybe he's like been there to help her before, but I'm not sure. So basically, she performs and she sings a song called That's Rich, which is definitely not a skip song. It really has nothing to do with the plot, but it's such a good song. Um, it's your very, like, big, like, it's your typical, like, bigger woman, very big character, belting and singing a really loud song that, like, everyone loves and everyone's gonna be talking about after the show. It's your that kind of song. Um, and so she sings that. It's really great. And guess who's at the theater to watch the show? Catherine. The girl who he walked by earlier during Carrying the Banner. So Jack goes up to her and she's a reporter. So he's reporting on the performance and he goes up to her and he tries to flirt with her and she's like, leave me alone. And in sync, oh, let me start that sentence over. Synchronized with the, like these vaudeville dancers like performance, he sings a song called Never Planned on Someone Like You where he's just like, uh, like, I don't, I don't really deal with sappy poetry. Um, like, love's, love's for suckers, but I didn't plan on meeting somebody as great as you. And, uh, while he's singing that, he's like, keeps doodling on this piece of paper and he gives it to her before he, she, wow. He gives it to her before he leaves and it turns out it was a drawing of her and he was drawing her the whole time. And she's kind of like, oh, she's like intrigued, you know what I mean? Uh, so... He leaves, I'm sorry, I'm scratching my head near my headphones right now, so it might be really loud. If it's not, you know what, maybe it's not, oh, oh, um, actually, before we keep going, I'm gonna take a sip of my water. That was really good. I've been so hydrated lately. My mom has been too. I'm really proud of both of us. Drink, drink some water right now. Drink some water right now. This is our water break. All right, water break over. Uh, so they go back, the newsies go back the next day to, you know, do their usual business, but they realize that the price is up and they try to go to the other newspapers. They try to go to the journal and the sun or whatever, but the price is raised everywhere. And they're like, okay, we can't, we can't do it. And Jack is like, we gotta have a protest. And so he basically just kind of throws it back in their face and he's like, we're not going to do this. And they all throw their news bags down and they sing this song called The World Will Know. With the world being um, both the world, the world, like the globe, but also the newspaper. So really great play on words there, you know what I mean? Um, so they sing this uh, song and that's another super fun song that I loved performing. Uh... Uh, like during my show, it's super fun. Kind of, my voice is always tired at the end of it because it's a lot of like, blah, 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 you know what I mean? But the lyrics are like, Pulitzer and Hearst, like they think we're nothing. Are we nothing? No. When you got a whole, when you, wow. When you got, when you got a hundred voices singing, who can hear a lousy whistle blow? Meaning like the police whistle. And so it's very like, the world will know, like we're done with them. And it's such a fun song. Like we walked in the aisles, like next to the people, and it's such like a like mm, do do do. And you can't help but feel like 
Yeah, go Newsboys, like while you're listening to it. Such a fun song. Love to perform that again. The harmonies are very good also. It's so nice. So Catherine is watching the strike. Oh, well, after their little protest, they go into this deli place and they all sit down to talk about how they're going to proceed with the strike. And Catherine comes in and she's like, I saw you at the protest and I want to write a story about you. And they're all like, you're not a reporter. And she's like, I'll prove it to you. I'll get you on the front page. And they're like, hmm, okay. So then her and Jack, they talk a little bit and he's like, get us a good story. And she's like, this is my opportunity to finally be taken seriously as a reporter because it's 1899 and she's a woman. People don't like her. First of all, people just don't like women, gross. But <laughs> people don't think she's a reporter, like a real reporter. They think she's just like write about like the ballet and all this like typically girly stuff. And so she wants to write about something that the people care about. So she sings this song called Watch What Happens. And basically the premise of the song is like, if you give me the chance and you give these kids the chance, like, watch what happens. Like, a multitude of things will be good. They'll prosper. I'll prosper. It'll be really good. And this is a... I like this song. I sometimes skip it just because it's like a one-person song. And I'm not a soprano, so I can't sing it. But the girl who played um, Catherine in my show, Brielle again, absolute angel angelic voice she was amazing um and so watching it is very good because it's a song it's like like a patter song i think i think it's you call it but then it goes really slow and there's like a really great belt at the end it's just a song that like you have to be really talented to perform and it's a great song overall so the next day the strike is commencing or the protest is commencing and um everyone is kind of feeling down because they want to make the money but they don't want to like give in and uh Davey or Jack is trying to get them hyped up but it's just not really working so he gets Davey to help motivate them and he sings a song called seize the day which starts off as a really slow like now is the time to seize the day. Like a really slow, like, you know, like, we gotta do it, bruh. And everyone joins in and it's super cute. And they, and then it becomes like a dance break, which was kind of fun to learn. The dance break was kind of bad in the end. And the conductors never kept tempo with what we were doing. So I was always really confused. But it's just because the conductor was really bad when we did the show. Um, so that's not our fault. It's the conductor's fault. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The audio just spiked on my garage band. I need to stop yelling. But that's, <laughs> that's not our fault. It's the conductor's fault. So basically, Davey convinces them to do, like, a full strike. Like, not just, like, a one-day protest. Like, a full strike. Um, and they're gonna get like other newsboys from other boroughs in New York, cause they live in Manhattan, uh, other boroughs in New York, and they're gonna make it like a real thing. And so Catherine comes with her photographer and they take a picture of them for the front page, but then their really happy rejoice gets cut short when Snyder and the police come and like the team, like Weasel's team comes and starts beating people up. They're these like brothers, 
the the Delancey brothers, they're like, they don't like the newsies, so they start beating people up. And people escape, but they get hurt. And then Crutchy, since he's a disabled boy, he gets knocked down, he can't get back up, and he gets, like, beaten up with his own crutch, and he gets taken by Snyder to go to the refuge. And Jack is really, like, traumatized by this. And he runs back to his, like, rooftop escape. And he sings one of the most fantastic shows. I cannot speak. One of the most fantastic songs in this show. Santa Fe, the actual song. Not see why is that it was important to make sure you knew the first one was the prologue. Santa Fe, the actual song. And basically, the first one was like, I can get away from what's here because there's so much in Santa Fe. But this one is like, why does Santa Fe, or why does New York oppress me so much? Like, Santa Fe, you're the only thing I have going for me right now. It's like taking such a negative, like, turn. And it's a, it's just Jack on the stage singing, basically having, like, a nervous breakdown. And it ends with this, like, Santa Fe, like, this belt that I will say the guy who played Jack in my show utterly killed this. Like, every night he would stay and, like, practice, and I'd always be putting my shoes on. And to see him, like, improve over the note was so cool I just wanted to say that if he's listening hi Ben I miss you but if he's not listening I mean that's really cool I just want you guys to know that he was really good um (laughs) so basically he's like I'm gonna leave New York soon I'm gonna leave and I'm not gonna stay here anymore and Ben we cut to intermission on that lovely last note wasn't that a really fun filled first act I feel like I kind of like zoomed through that not gonna lie But super fun-filled first act, really exciting stuff, a lot going on, a lot of numbers, like back-to-back, a lot of big ensemble numbers. But the first act is actually a lot of fun. Um, If you see Newsies in person, you'll you'll feel the energy, you know? So it's intermission right now. I'm gonna take a quick break. This is your time to get some water. Get some water, take a breather, um... You're not actually going to get, like, a break. But um, we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Haha, psych. There was no ad. I am not sponsored. Anchor, actually, the site that I, or, like, the service that I use to, like, put this podcast out there has, like, monetization features, but I'm scared to do that. I need to actually just ask my mom about it because I'm sure she wouldn't be mad about me making money from this. But I'm a little nervous to do that because I am a minor, so I don't know if I'd like get in trouble for that or anything. But if you ever are listening to this and you hear an ad, be proud of me because I'm getting that coin, as I should. So, it's intermission, fade in, or light, not fade in, this is not a movie. Fade in, uh, uh, curtain rises or lights up and... We're in the deli again, but the Newsies, they're just really disheartened. They're all beat up, black eyes, bruises, bandages, because they were just being abused by the police. And Catherine comes in and everyone's really sad, but their spirits are lifted. I I think that's the saying, lifted? Spirits are lifted? Their spirits are lifted. Um, After she shows them the picture 
of them on the front page because her article got on the front page and their pictures on the front page above the fold. You know how like when you hand up the newspaper, it's like, like the New York Times and then you see the main headline and then the picture, you know what I mean? Above the fold. When it's first handed to you, you don't have to fold it to see the picture. That's a very big deal to them. So they all start thinking about, they all think they're famous now. So they all start thinking about what they're going to get out of fame. And they sing this song called King of New York. Literally another song that I was so sad to perform for the last time. Like another song I was really, really self-aware of the entire time we were performing it for the last time. So fun. It starts off like, it's like, uh, it's so fun. Race kind of like takes the lead. Race, I never explained who that is. Race is one of the newsies. He's kind of like, I guess you could say like the head of the ensemble newsies. He smokes cigars a lot, but he's like the most known one. And he kind of takes the lead in the Broadway version. Uh, and I guess somehow the high school versions, it's a tap number. Um, but uh, we didn't do it as a tap number. Or we had a little bit of tap in it, but it wasn't like a tap number. Um, I actually had a stomp solo in that number. I say stomp because it was stomp. I cannot tap. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like I was just, st- I was just stomping on a table really. Um, but that was my feature. Uh, but basically the main preface is like, look at me, I'm the king of New York. And it really serves the plot, not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything for the plot, but it's just a really fun way to start act two because act one just ended kind of sadly. Like the disabled child was just pulled away by his like leg and beaten with his own crutch. And you know, now we're happy again. Uh, but it's time to pull in your heartstrings again because cut to cut. I keep saying it's like it's a movie. Um, spot change the spotlight to crutchy or change the set. Crutchy is at the refuge. Um, and he's writing, Oh my God, my elbow just cracked. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been cracking my knuckles this entire time. I'm, that must be really annoying. But um, basically this next song is called Letter from the Refuge and it's just Crutchy. It's just the letter that's Crutchy's writing to Jack, but he's singing it. And I never, I personally never cried during this song. Uh, but a lot of people that I, like that did the show with me, they cried. And it's such, it's like a sad song. The, the the thing I like about this song is that it's a song that I could definitely sing at an audition. Maybe I wouldn't get into college with it, but I'm a very low alto, so I could actually sing it. So I really like the song. Um, but it's like, you know, sorry I didn't help you much yesterday, like at the rat or at the rally or whatever. And then he tells, um, he tells Jack that he has a plan to escape, but his leg is still really messed up, so he can't do that. Um, and it kind of ends like Crutchy is like kind of positive the whole time, but it's still like a, a kind of like heart heartbreaking song. I don't really know that's the right word. Like pulling on your strap. I literally cannot speak. Pulling on your heartstrings kind of song. Um, so after that, uh, we find Jack and. Jack is, um, he's in Miss Metalarkin's theater. He went back there and he's 
basically the reason I think maybe the reason that they know each other is because he's a really good artist and he helps her like he paints backdrops for her for her shows and so he's there and he's painting a backdrop of um uh Santa Fe for her and she offers like it's kind of sad he she like she offers to pay him some money um for his paintings but then he doesn't take it and so Davy, Les, and Catherine, they all come in there and they find him. And they're like, you need to come back. Like, you need to help us. Like, none of them want to do it without you because, like, they trust Davy, but Jack is, like, the person that they know and that they need to be led by. Um, and, but Jack is, like, he, he doesn't want to because he's too afraid that he's going to put them in danger again because he really feels bad that they got, you know, so beat up and it was because of him, basically. But Davy's like, you know, in order for this to succeed, we're going to have to take some risks. Like, we're going to have to be bold and things might go wrong, but that's the only way that we're actually going to put up a fight to them. And he sings this song. He sings Watch What Happens Reprise, which I personally like the reprise better than the, um, I'm sorry. My head is so itchy with these headphones on. I'm really sorry. We're just going to ignore that. Um, so the reprise is like, a, like a trio there's some trio harmonies then we got some 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 quartet harmonies like it's a really good song basically it's like it starts off with Davy being like hey like they're scared of us like or they're like nervous you know what I mean like they're rushing to capture us and beat us down because they're scared of the force that you know we could they're scared of the fight that we could put up, basically. And Jack is like, mm, like, that's kind of facts. Like, Davey uses this really good analogy. He's like, do you know why a snake starts to rattle? Because he's scared. And he's like, that's, like, what they're doing. They're being so defensive because they're scared of what we can do to them. And so, basically, that gets Jack to put on his big boy pants and stop painting in a underground vaudeville theater and he goes, he's like, I'm going to go to Pulitzer's office and confront him and make him put the prices back down. So basically, uh, let's say Jack is trekking there. While Jack is on his way to Pulitzer's office, um, Snyder is having a conversation uh, with Pulitzer. And he reveals to Pulitzer that Jack is an escaped criminal. He was at the refuge, but he escaped. And the reason that he was there was because he was stealing food. Um, I'm not exactly sure where he was stealing food from, but he was stealing food and he was caught stealing food. And that's why Snyder always wants to get him, but he's been able to escape from now on. So Catherine um, is actually there listening. Uh, so that's, that's kind of important. So just remember that Catherine's there, but let's say Catherine's like hiding. Like she's sitting in a chair and it's turned around. So we don't know who's in the chair. So Jack comes in and he's like, Pulitzer, like you got to put the price back down. But then Pulitzer's like, well, no. And he brings out Snyder. Uh, well, actually, scratch that. Before he brings out Snyder, Pulitzer reveals, turns the chair around, Catherine's in the chair. You want to know why Catherine's in the chair? Because Pulitzer is her dad. <gasps> so basically, when she first introduced herself to Jack, she was like, my name is Catherine Plummer. But her name is actually Catherine Pulitzer. And Catherine Plummer is her pen name. And 
she didn't tell him, I think, just because she wants to, like, be on his side. I think that's why she didn't tell him. Or maybe because she never asked, or he has never asked, something along those lines. But he's really hurt by the fact that, you know, she, he believes that she's basically on his side now, that they're related. Um, and then Snyder comes out, uh, and he takes Jack down to the cellar that's in the basement of Pulitzer's, like, office building or whatever and Pulitzer gives Jack an offer Pulitzer says well he basically he puts Jack into the cellar for like solitude and he says Jack you can either um call off the strike all your charges will be dropped and you'll get the money that you need to go to Santa Fe because I think Catherine was talking to her dad about uh, Jack for some reason. I don't know. But, so that's why he knows, I think. So he was like, if you call off the strike, you'll drop, we'll drop the refuge charges and you'll be able to go to Santa Fe. But if you don't do that, all, you and literally all of the newsies have to go to the refuge. And he sings Bottom Line, Reprise, another song that I skip. Not that important to me. But from that song, we go right into another one of my favorite songs. I have a few favorite songs in this, and it's mainly songs that I was in, but this one is such a fun song. So we go into a song called Brooklyn's Here. So Brooklyn, you ask. Basically, I didn't explain this earlier because I wanted to explain it when I got to it, but when they were discussing all the different boroughs that they were going to bring in, they got really nervous when they were like, who's going who's gonna to bring Brooklyn? You know, who's going to go meet with Spock Conlon, who's the leader of the Brooklyn like newsboys? Who's going to get Brooklyn? I don't really know why. They're... Brooklyn is like the tough ones. You know what I mean? Like we all wore like blue and like beige and green, you know, colored uh, shirts for like our main Newsy outfits. But then the Newsies also played the Brooklyn Newsies. And the Brooklyn Newsly costume was like red. I think that's what they normally do. It's like red. And they sing this song called, I just said the name of the song, Brooklyn's Here. And basically they're just like, the Newsies need our help. And Brooklyn's on their way. And it literally starts off like, burn, but it don't, but it don't, burn, burn, burn. And it's like, no, Zay's Nada, help today. Tell the Brooklyn's on their way. Like, it's such a, we're from Brooklyn, we are new Z's. Like, it's like that, you know what I mean? Um, and then it's a really, like, very, like, you know, like, strength, power, determination like those are the those are the emotions of this song the meaning behind the words Ooh, i'm sorry i hit my headphones again um basically they are going to the rally and it's really good that brooklyn's here because brooklyn is like the strong ones i i'm i'm just repeating myself at this point i'm so sorry my brain is just going a mile a minute right now so they go to this rally. They're holding like a big rally for all of the newsies of the different boroughs in Meta's theater. And Davey is there. Les is there. Manhattan people. Like the Bronx is people from the Bronx is here. Um, of course, Brooklyn's there. Yeah. Uh, so Meta speaks a little bit. Davey speaks a little bit. And they call Jack out. And Jack is like, I'm glad you guys are all here today, but um, maybe we should call off the strike, right? We see which decision, we see which side Jack took in the compromise. Um, 
he basically starts telling them that they should call off the strike. And his argument for that is that uh, if we get him to, or like, let's say we, or let's say like we get them to like compromise uh, and do like, do something better with the price or whatever, or they get them to like lower the price. But he's, I'm so sorry. Okay, so he's like, let's say we get them to put the price back down. He's like, who's to stop them from putting it back up? And then putting it up after that again. And he's like, it's no use. We should just like deal with it. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're such a sellout. Oh, boo, get off the stage. And then while they're all booing and heckling and berating him, this guy, one of the guys who works for Pulitzer, comes and gives Jack a bunch of money. And... Yeah, so Jack picked the option to go to Santa Fe. He did it to protect the Newsies. It's it's kind of obvious. Like, well, maybe it's not obvious, but he did it to protect the Newsies. He didn't do it for the Santa Fe part. He did it for the Newsies because they were all going to go to jail if he didn't. So he goes back up to his rooftop estate. And um, it's really not a rooftop escape. They all just sleep on scaffolding. Um, so he goes up to his little rooftop area and Catherine is there and she's like, why did you sell out? And he's like, blah, 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 and they start fighting. And then she's like, she's like, he's like, oh, I wish you were a man so I could punch you. And she's like, oh, like I wish, like, oh, just punch me. And then they, they have like an angry kiss. I don't really know why. The first kiss is kind of weird. Um, and so then they, Jack reveals that the reason he was stealing food like stealing food is why oh my god my head is so itchy stealing food is why he went to jail in the first place but he was stealing food for the newsies so he's actually he's a good person right and he reveals some drawings and stuff that he made while he was at the refuge and Catherine realized that it's like a really really bad place and snyder just keeps it really bad and everyone is suffering there and so he didn't want any of his other friends beside, you know, Crutchy's already there. He didn't want any of his other friends to have to go through that because of him. So basically they have a little romantic moment and they sing a song called um, Something to Believe In. And the premise of this, this is their love song. Um, the premise of this song, the refrain is, I have something to believe in now that I know you believe in me, which it's actually so cute. Like, the the love part had nothing to do with the story whatsoever. Like, in the movie, Jack is like, oh, Davy, your sister's cute. But it never, like, goes anywhere, I think. But then in this, it's like a whole separate plot line. But this is Broadway. We're not, it's not a huge deal because the whole, the, the main plot is not that. It's just kind of like, actually like a side plot. So they sing this love song. And this is not really a skip song for me it's sometimes a skip song if i'm like listening to it with other people but if i'm listening to my i'm wow if i'm listening to it by myself it's not a skip song and so they sing that song and it's really cute and they kiss again oh um and Catherine's like okay i have a plan basically she has a plan to get the like the strike back on track because um None of them, like, all of them are kind of mad at Jack because they think he sold out, which he basically did, but... So, the plan is that, um, they'll print out, like, a newspaper where the headline is, like... Or, they'll print out a newspaper 
it's basically going to get all the children and the working people of New York City to stand behind uh, the newsboys. So in the cellar that Jack was staying, there's this printing press that is like really old, but it still works. Um, it still works. Uh, so they decide that they're going to use that, right? And they get this guy, like one guy to help him. I don't know what the guy's name is. They get this one guy to help him. And then they also get William Randolph Hearst's son to help him, like, because they know newspapers and stuff like that. So they sneak in there, and they all work together to print a bunch of these papers. And they sing a song called Once and For All, which, this is the final time that I'm going to say this, is my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Absolute, like, banger. Actually a banger. Like, oh my god. Wow. What an- oh my god. Like, I literally cannot express how good this song is. Like, I wish I could play it right now. I'm like, afraid of being copyrighted, but of course I'll give you little snippets of me singing. Basically, the song is just, like, the verses and stuff are like, uh, you know, this- this is for the kids shining shoes. This is for people, like, in sweatshops. This is for, like, um, you know, all the people that are working and breaking their backs. Like, this is your time to break free from that. Change is coming. And then the most, first of all, the beginning part of the song, I learned how to play that part on the piano, and I annoyed people so much because I played it all the time. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like, do, 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 do. It's like, oh my god, like it's so good. Like I have this video of me and my friends like dancing to it. Like I just dance like you could see me dancing, but dancing to it and it's actually so fun. And then there's this really pretty part, like when they are finishing uh like the papers or the finishing printing them, and it's like a little layer moment. It's like once and for once and for ah, or it's like once and for all, or once and for, once and for all, like, you know what I mean? It's like a build-up kind of thing. Excuse my really, that was a really bad example. And then the main refrain uh, is, um, or so we go into this slow part, it's like, there's change coming once and for all. You're getting too old, too weak to keep holding on. A new world is coming for you, and Joey is too, too once and for all. You're gone. I, I really hope you enjoyed that. Um, and then at the end, we have a little another little layer moment. It's like six harmonies. So pretty. I loved singing it. Whenever I drove to rehearsals with my friend Emma, we always sang it together. Like, blasted it. When you, okay, I'm gonna tell you this now. Even if you're not a musical theater person, go into a car, close the doors, close the windows, put it on your speaker once and for all from the Newsies original Broadway cast soundtrack on Spotify. Blast it, turn the music up, turn the bass up, a vibe. You will enjoy that. Even if you're not a musical theater person, it hits different with the speakers. Like the, oh my God, it was actually an experience. Like I'm gonna tell everyone to do that. Please do that. Please do that. You'll, you won't regret it. I'm telling you now you're really gonna enjoy yourself if you do that. But aside, that's 
a tangent. So they print these papers and they put them out. And um, eventually the papers get to Governor Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt himself. Theo. So Theo uh, comes to Pulitzer and he's in full support of um, the newsboys. He gives Pulitzer an ultimatum. And the ultimatum is... You have to listen to Jack and what he has to say for like compromise or you're fired like and I'm taking everything from you. So the compromise is that, I explained this earlier but I'll say it again if you forgot. The compromise is that the price stays at 60 cents but they buy back the papers so that the newsies don't lose so much money and that they can also buy more papers. Um, They can buy more papers in the morning, you know, without being in fear of wasting a bunch of money so it's really like a good thing it's really a good thing for the newsboys and for pulitzers so he takes the deal and then we got a wild array of good things crutchy gets freed snyder gets arrested the refuge gets shut down and the strike is over so we're almost at our happy ending guys so remember how i said that jack was a really good artist pulitzer offers jack a job as a cartoonist and, um, like, a political cartoonist in the newspaper. Uh, but Jack is like, no, well, I gotta go to Santa Fe. I have a future ahead of me. Because he has his money now. Um, and Catherine's like, well, I mean, you have all of us. Isn't this home? But I'll go with you anywhere, Jack. Um, but then, oh, and they, they kiss. And he sings a little, a tiny reprise of Santa Fe. But it's basically just like, like, yeah, I'll stay here and I'll take the cartoonist job. But he also stays as a newsboy. And then we sing the finale. It's like a mashup of Carrying the Banner and King of New York. Super fun stuff. Really fun end to a very, very, very fun show. And that is Newsies. That was great, right? Like, I literally finished that in under an hour. And I still have to edit this. I'm actually so impressed with myself. I kind of killed that. Like, I feel like I might have been talking too fast. Like, I feel like I really was talking too fast. But I actually had a lot more fun. Like, can you tell that I'm a little bit, like, looser? And it's kind of flowing more than the Mean Girls one was? Maybe it's just because, like, this is not my first one. But it's going to get even better than this. There'll be less, maybe there'll be less ums and us and likes. I can't, I can't make any promises because I talk so fast. I talk faster than the words process in my brain. So you got to give me a second. But I think I'm still fun to listen to, right? This is my me being humble right here. Yeah, I'm still fun to listen to. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of QQ. If you stayed until the end, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, you're a real one. You're a G. I really appreciate you. Um, in two weeks, remember that I said I'm going to do bi-weekly now. So in two weeks, uh, I'm going to do Heathers. That's another more modern musical. I'm going to try to do, after that, do a less modern musical. Um, again, if you have any requests, my email is q2qpodcast at gmail.com. C-U-E, number two, C-U-E, podcast. You know how to spell that, at gmail.com. Send me an email. Hey, Nile, I want you to do this. If you have some older style musicals, um, like or older musicals, you know, like Hello, Dolly, 
funny girl uh annie get your gun i don't know if those are really old but like stuff from like the 19 stuff from like the 90s the 80s or even like before that i'd love to do an older musical that i don't know that much about i really want to do one that i've like never seen before that the research will be like completely new because i really want to dive into the research for a show so definitely give me some suggestions if you know me personally obviously you can just text me snap me um dm me on instagram i promise at a certain point i will actually set up my instagram for this podcast i'll i promise i'll do that like expect before the next episode that i'll have it set up um so then by the next episode i can actually tell you follow my instagram so don't follow it right now um but thank you for listening to this episode i'm really sorry that it took such a long time to come out but i think it's gonna be good i think it's good um if I talk too fast during this episode, feel free to let me know because I feel like I was talking really fast. My mom will probably let me know when I play this back for her. But yeah, anyway, just let me know if you have any feedback. I'm new to this, so I'd love any feedback that you guys have. Um, so again, thank you guys for so much for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!